0: Hi, I'm Barry, and I'm Dave, and we're stupid
1: about cars. Why do you get to say cars? Because I say That's right. We're back once again. Hey, Hey, Dave, how you doing, bud? Not too bad. Not too bad. Here on a beautiful Sunday. Yeah, it's sort of beautiful. It's a little crappy out there. (laughs) We live in
0: the West Coast. This time of year, always
1: raining. Always raining. What's the forecast for day? Uh, 100% chance of weather. Guaranteed. Yes. Yeah. Every, day, every day, all day. All day. Every day. So uh, we, got a, uh, we got a friend uh, we got here a We got a special us, guest Just today. coming into the studio. And how about you uh, take it away there?
0: Well, this is Colin Quinn. Hey, Colin. Hello, guys. Did you want us to use your real name? Well, s- I
1: thought you were going to use
2: just my first name, but okay, well, let that. Back. It's, too, not so Quinn. Exactly it's not Colin It's not Colin.
0: It's Colin Smith. Yes, Colin Smithwin. He doesn't look like a Smith. He's Irish. What else I was just going to
1: say, usually you can like switch the uh, the first letters around, you know, so mm. it would be like Qualin Quinn. <laughs> I don't think that's good. <laughs> that doesn't <even> work. <laughs> that I think it's so. No Anyways, there's what. a guy
0: here. He's special. <laughs> no, he's real. He's here. He's, he's here. special. He's here to talk to special us about needs. cars. He's kind, We're kind of looking at it at a different uh, little different of a angle today. We're, we're looking talking with a body man. So Absolutely. an automotive auto body mechanic. He's I has one mechanic, hell of a, a technician, body. Technician, technician right? yeah. You I I like to call these technician now. Yeah. yeah. Make yeah. it it's... fancy.
1: We had an informal chat with Colin. Uh, some of you have been on our website or whatever, seen we have that... Uh, that unedited, just this informal sit down that we had, and uh, went so well that uh, we thought, let's have Colin back and have him on the show officially. So,
0: yeah, let's get him in on the mics. Yeah, your absolutely. voice sounds better on
1: these mics. Yeah, it sounds a little bit better. It does. Yeah, than just recording on an iPad. That's for yep. sure.
0: Yeah, and we thought that Colin had a ton of last time we interviewed we him. A ton of information. I learned a whole bunch. Barry learned a whole oh, bunch God, more. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a really good, really, really good podcast. So we wanted to get him on here again. So, hopefully, okay, we can repeat what we just did.
1: Colin's looking at us like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, we'll try our best for sure. Well, let's
0: just get a background on you, Colin. Let's see who, uh, can you give us a bit of a breakdown of Colin Quinn?
2: Um, in what respect?
0: Your automotive career. Let's
2: when were you here.
1: born? <laughs> what are yeah, your wants and
2: desires? Uh, no, I've um, I've been doing this for about 15 years now. Um, grew up in a, did an apprenticeship, apprenticeship at a small uh, mom-pop operation shop. Uh, then moved on to a um more high production shop um then actually ran my own shop for a little while um then went on to a bigger production shop where I still work today
1: nice that uh, shop you had of yours is pretty close to where we are right now too isn't it? yes it is yeah absolutely yeah.
0: yeah so we we want to talk to Colin about uh how the his trade has changed over the years and what's going on with the newer cars and the older cars and what's he seeing out there. So we, we do want to ask, him. we'll ask everybody that comes in here before we start getting into, what is your favorite car, Carl?
2: What is my favorite car? Yeah, I'm um,
0: just overall car.
2: Yeah, Your favorite
1: <sighs> brand.
0: Yeah.
2: You know what? I own a bunch of different kind of cars and I work on a bunch of different kind of cars. I don't know if I actually have a favorite yes, brand. Yes, you do. You have, you have a favorite oh, brand? Okay, well, I've always been a Volkswagen guy. I knew you for some weird here. reason. Well, yeah, um, I wouldn't go that way, but well, <laughs> I know your favorite brand. You can't help what you get pushed into, I guess.
1: Uh, yeah, it, dude, it rhymes with Schmarley Favison. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, when I was uh, young, growing up, uh, getting into cars, my older brother, he was three years older than me. He was into cars. Um, he started out with a Volkswagen, and that's kind of all I knew. Um, Then I sort of liked Volkswagens just because they were around, you know. Um, I ended up getting one. He ended up sticking with them. As years went by, we sort of started to go in different directions, but always kind of find ourselves back with a Volkswagen or an Audi of some sort. And you do own one right now, right? I do. My wife drives one. I drive it once in a while, but it's not my car. I also got her hooked (laughs) when we were young because we've been together for a long time.
1: Volkswagen you guys do thing that. pretty fast sometimes too. Oh, uh, sometimes. Uh, what is that crash and burn? Dude? You know what?
2: When I was younger, maybe I thought that they were. <laughs> and if you get into the higher end, you know, Audis, yeah, they're they're fast, well, they're the newer ones. But yeah. uh, as of the older Volkswagens that I was into, they were anything but fast. Yeah, yeah, no doubt.
1: <laughs> Though we were talking about that on the last show, man. That uh, I remember in '87, I was working for another Lee Volkswagen, and the. The, the the GTI back then
2: yeah man
1: that thing was yeah. fast that thing was awesome
2: it, you know what I found that when I was younger I owned a couple of Volkswagens uh, a couple of GTIs Jetta's I had a Honda Accord once eighty um, nine it did not take long for me to blow that car up <laughs> um, the Volkswagens for some reason you know I hung the crap out of those cars when I was young I will not. Lie about that. and um, No, they take a beating. Th- they do take a beating. I will give them that. Uh, I had a sister-in-law that um, had me look at her car once. She had a Volkswagen Jetta 87, and she was driving it. She said, something was really weird. I think you should just check it out. I checked the oil. There was zero oil in the car. <laughs> she had been driving that car for probably two weeks. That and uh,
1: sometimes can cause a problem.
2: Definitely. But I put oil in it? And Fine. she drove that car for a long time. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: They definitely. La- I mean, they made they made their name on those cars, right? Like Volkswagen made their names on those models, those early model cars. Yeah, and they were they were reliable, and they you could like you said run it low, like completely out of oil, and the thing would still yeah. run.
2: And even over here on the West Coast, you know, we don't deal with quite as much you know rust as as you would on the East Coast or even in the interior provinces. Um, we still have a lot of those cars
1: driving on the road. And still a lot of today? them have driven out from Ontario. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know. Yep, no, that's very true. That's very true.
0: I mean, I, I got to say, like, I, I mean, if you look on the road, you know, there's more like, I'd say 1990 to 2000 Volkswagens on the road than any other brand out there. Mm-hmm. I would think right, like i you know, had a, a lot friend of friend like who, honda's rusted out yeah. like their yeah. bodies would fill apart right before they i mean they'd still run but yeah. they'd have you know well they're lightweight
2: a lot of the uh, european cars you know coat the bodies in you know waxes and oils and everything to, to right keep from them factory. from rotting oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, wait, the ship, they ship them
1: out from the factory and they coat them even volkswagen does and stuff like that when because they put them on uh, in the ocean the ocean another thing, too,
2: castle. you find, like, if you look over, you know, um, in the Asian countries, these cars that they're having, Japan and stuff like that, you know, we're getting all these right-hand drive cars over here that are being imported. Yeah. And the reason they're being imported is because you can only have a car insured in Japan for so long, yeah, and like then they won't years? reinsure it. Really? Then it's Just a parts car, goes to the wreckers, or oh. actually gets shipped over here. Yep. Um, so why would they... Really spend that extra money coating the cars and waxes and oils to protect them if Makes they're sense. not even going to be on the road that long. Yeah, yeah.
0: So now that we're talking about rust, what do you, what do you like? Your brand, like you work on a lot of cars, you take a lot of cars apart. Yeah. What car rusts the most? Like, what car do you come in and like, damn, this thing's going to be a pile of rust?
2: Well, um, where I'm working now, we we don't have a lot, uh, just because it's newer, um, newer, higher end, end, end cars. Yeah. Um, but when I worked, you know, locally, in th- locally in this area. Um, we had a lot of trucks, mostly trucks from just rusted out trucks. Yeah, from like, you know Rockers, Whistler, and stuff like that. Right? They get salt on the roads and rot them out, and and you know, there's the truth of the matter is that European cars are they're built better than domestic. Anything imported is is built better than domestics.
1: But as far as trucks really
2: go, better. what would you think?
0: Like obviously, there's like really only. Four companies that make trucks. I mean, I guess you could get to Nissan makes trucks, but yeah, Nissan, Toyota, GM, Chevy, or GM
2: Chevy. Well, Toyota's Dodge, the worst. Ford. Right? Toyota's
0: the worst for rust.
2: Well, maybe they've changed their ways nowadays. Um, oh, but it's their frame issues. But yeah, yeah, if you yeah. look back in the early '90s or anywhere, you know, even the, the late '70s to to late '90s, um, they rusted out pretty bad, right?
0: So, as they, far as th- the domestic side goes, though, what would you think on the domestic side?
2: I know well, you a bit of a domestic, the the metals are much thicker than the imported cars, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're going to get a bit more out of a domestic. Um, You know, it, it's all in what you want, I guess. You're going to get a Toyota truck that's going to rot out and keep running forever, or you're going to get a domestic truck <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's rock solid <laughs> They're not and do, doesn't run. It's like run. a golf game. You're putting yeah. crappy and then hitting good. or yeah, yeah. It, Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. It's all in what... And I think at the end of the day, people people want fuel economy and to run longer no matter what your truck if it looks good in your driveway what's the point if it can't get you to work i mean right so you get a lot of people out here buying toyotas even even though they're they're rusty
0: i I, got and i don't think toyota as far as their interior goes is better than the domestic trucks like if you look at the new chevys like their interior is nice the new Fords interior is nice new dodge the tundra really hasn't changed much of its interior no as far as i've seen
2: I, i think for years they've tried to keep things simple. Yeah. And the only reason why they try nowadays to make things a little more complicated is they're trying to keep, with, keep up with other keep companies. Keep up with the
1: other companies. Yeah, yeah right. in the interior of the Toyota is awful.
2: I think that they had a better product if they just kept things simple. Yeah, You know, people are getting too... They should have only ever with,
1: made the Hilux and never made anything else <laughs> and just kept making the Hilux.
0: Well, that's the thing, though. So if Toyota actually got on program, built a diesel truck...
1: Yeah, like Nissan just yeah, right? started. right, exactly.
0: Yep. With the reliability of the diesel and the fuel efficiency of the diesel, and then they, you know, make a truck that doesn't rust out, which I think the newer ones, they've improved their frame I issues. D- that would be the bulletproof truck to me, I right? think that what
2: they should have done was, yeah, build a diesel truck with a high-strength unibody-type design yeah. with plastic body panels. Yeah,
0: the plastic yeah, body yeah, panels. Plastic. Are-
2: yeah, but you know what? Plastic if you've or got, or got or a high-strength, yeah, aluminum would work too. Yep. You do have... Things in place like galvanic corrosion, where two dissimilar metals yep. touch, touch each other, say start to rub. You know, even though they got a coating, they rub over years, and then they do touch each other. They create yeah. galvanic corrosion and do yep. start to deteriorate. Um, but I'm wondering what,
1: how Ford has uh, dealt with that issue.
2: Well, I think the they're trying to go saw. as much aluminum as possible, right? Aluminum yeah. frames, aluminum Have body you panels. On one of those? I have not. That's mm. not our forte where yeah. we are.
1: You got it. aluminum um, work is kind of a specialty, I think. Yeah, and, 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 and it's, gonna it's be a completely curious. different they license like in our to be-
2: trade too. You know, because we work on a lot of BMWs, we have a uh, you know aluminum area. It has to be totally, you know, um, separate from everything else. So uh, even like
0: the F one fifty now, like they when they're worked on now. I know you don't work on them, but yeah, I would assume they have to be.
2: in their I would own assume, area, yeah. It? In theory, they wow. should have their own. Like um, separate area that is, um, you know, w- walled off. Or so if you got you know, an,
0: if you owned one of those trucks and you got in an accident and it's not like, you know maybe you just hit a fender or did whatever yourself and you didn't want to claim it through ICBC, it would cost more to repair that truck than it would on one that's not aluminum, you think? Like um, is that going to be a downfall for you know the F 150s Is it the fact that they are aluminum and they're gonna they need that little extra? Well, yeah.
1: One thing I would think is is a curiosity has, has piqued with me that. In the interim, at least until aluminum-bodied vehicles become more widely available, I think that most of the repairs are going to be done at the factory stores. They're going to be done. Well, have to be. That's the here's the downfall. Well, I think that's the brilliance of them behind it. If they're trying to keep the business in house, wow, you're limiting where
2: you can take these vehicles and have them worked on. Um, You can't just take it to any shop. You have to take it to a shop that is set up. do this and this costs money to be set up to do this right so you know in a small town say like here where squamish where we are yeah um in theory you buy an aluminum truck from the ford dealership downtown and something happens you should take it to a place that is fully set up and the the companies here chances are that they're going to spend the money to be you know properly set up to do that Chances are pretty slim. I
1: I, I agree with you, and that's why I'm saying with Ford's maybe brilliance behind this, um, I mean, it's going to be, what, five years until we know that these aluminum bodies work. They save money, they save fuel, they save cost and rust and all of this stuff. I mean, it might work, it might not work. But where's their major market? Military vehicles have been done with it, and there's a lot of vehicles that are aluminum, and it works really well. So if this catches on, I'm not going to be surprised to see Ford saying, check out the new Focus RVST, all aluminum bodied. And other companies starting to come along and saying, oh, wow, what the heck? Let's make them out of aluminum now. I
2: think that with every great idea, there's consequences that comes oh, with huge. it. Oh, they huge. Always. And it all depends. I think that people should really do their research to figure out what, you know, should I be buying a truck like this in the town where I live? Well, I you think know, that's huge. Like, what, what if something happens? You but, know? but people wouldn't even know that though, right? They like, probably they, don't.
0: You know, like I would never have thought, unless you have said like, obviously there's an area for aluminum, I would have yeah. never guessed that that would be the case. But well, if you're up north, like where I'm originally from, Burns Lake, majority of guys drive F-150s up there. Yep. Now, do they know that they, you know, and they hit deer all the time, right? Like, you know, they're using their trucks down gravel roads. Do they know now, like, That they're gonna have to take their truck. It's, you know, this is really
1: really a question for maybe a Ford Ford body guy or a Ford guy because maybe the vehicles, maybe the parts were designed to be easily, more easily replaceable. But are you gonna be Um, waiting
0: longer for parts now too? Like, is is the aftermarket gonna touch those? those Well, you
2: will find with an aluminum vehicle that you will replace more panels than a steel they won't be
1: um, you won't be better, they're harder tender. to fix yeah, but right? uh, but you I and I've I've talked to people that have bought the new Fords and they like that because yeah. then when their vehicle gets damaged it's, it's, going, to
2: replaced. it's, replaced it's, it's going to be repaired it's going to be certain parts yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so
1: that's you know otherwise you're gonna take it into Joe's auto body and they're gonna you know, straighten it up with a with a mallet Put and some, then fill it with Bondo. bondo yeah, and, and you there. know what's
2: funny is once the insurance companies catch wind of this, you might, with an aluminum tr- vehicle or truck or whatever it is, be paying more insurance, oh, that, yeah. higher insurance, because of that specific reason. You know, ICBC, or, you know, I shouldn't say ICBC, any insurance company, um, in general theory, they want their costs down as low as possible, yes. right? Yeah. It's an insurance game. It's... Yeah. N- the idea is to make money, yeah. not lose money. Right? Insurance racket. Yeah. So, you know, they they don't want to replace panels. You know, if, if I, the body man, can repair a panel for $3 less than it costs to buy a new one, oh, yeah. they'll do that because yeah. yeah. it's $3 yeah. less. And you nice. add those $3 up enough. Yeah. You got six it's, bucks, it's money saved, right?
0: I think, as, a, as, a, as an owner of an F 150, you'd want to know that that's the case. So, like, I know I, I've got probably four. I mean, you've had a couple buddies with F Ford F 150s, new ones, yeah. I've had a couple buddies, do they know that? That's
1: do you what know what? They know, no, that's never really been a brought topic up, of Conversation. Right? I that's mean, it. it has been a topic of conversation, like I said. When they okay, so if I if I ding into somebody, it's going to not leave a dent, it's going to rip it. You know, yeah. but, well, then I'm going to have the whole body panel replaced. I don't care. insurance company's paying. There was rumor, a few of them had said, that uh, they've heard stories of insurance. Well, the story they heard was that they insurance companies weren't insuring them. Ooh. Which is that's a story that a Dodge guy started, <laughs> Yeah. right? That's you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so call that's on, just the way that goes. It's not going to happen
0: on the um because you said you worked on the BMWs that are aluminum frame. Do you find that kind of um, with them? Or are you
2: no? They're not. They're not aluminum frame.
1: They just have aluminum panels. Okay. The particular ones that go through our shop. Um, Mercedes are a lot of aluminum stuff. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because we have a friend that works at a Mercedes shop. Yeah. We- so
0: you're replacing aluminum panels.
2: Yeah, like we do a lot of hoods and stuff like that, like hoods and fenders and some doors, you know, some of the bigger um, seven series
1: doors. They're all aluminum. We got to find ourselves a much less fancy body guy.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the common man body man. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: well, hey, I have a background of a more common body man. I, I'm bugging uh, you just where I am in my stage of the game yep. um, just happens to be where I am.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's, uh, let's talk about what do you like to take apart then? Because for me, I'm a mechanic. I hate interior work. Like, oh. And as a mechanic and bumpers, and, I just uh. I can't do it. All they try to reinvent the wheel every new clip, everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we don't do a lot. Of, I don't do a lot of stuff. Like yeah. I don't take off. You know, I won't do a headliner. I won't. I'll do the odd door panel to change a, a window motor, but I don't do it like on an everyday basis. So, in your opinion, what do you think comes apart the best well, out of uh, all the manufacturers
1: you work on? old stuff that they use
0: screws
2: to attach the body the
1: the interior panel to the door frame that's the best
2: well you and I both know in today's world with cars they're a lot different than they used to be Um, I do work on a lot of European cars like BMWs, Audis but I do work on a lot of you know Japanese like Acuras and Hondas and Infinities um, and even Subarus um, but it's I was always tinkering with cars when I was young. I think you got to be the right type of person to to deal with those, uh, you know, panels and clips, and 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 kind of figure out where things are. And if you start working on types of cars for a long period of time, you they're all the same in the 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 general idea that they put screws in similar areas as their other cars, whether it's you know a, an SUV or a car. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you kind of have a general idea where to look. Um, but sometimes you have to, you know, get creative and try to figure out what how something comes apart yeah. without breaking it because it's a
1: brand new car. Yeah, after yeah. long enough, I mean, it's, it's trigger time, right? It's the more times you do it.
0: But is there, like, a car that comes guess. in and you know because you've worked on it before, you're like, oh, I hate doing this job on these cars. Like, is there one car that kind of stands out? <laughs> um, like, I know, like, heater cores on Volvos. Like, if a heater core and a Volvo comes in, I'm like, ah, heater core and a Volvo. Like yeah, well like, to
2: be honest with you, uh Subaru bumpers, I, I'm not a huge fan <laughs> of. Uh, but the newer ones are better. Um, even Subaru doors, because they're that windowless frame, right? Like, yeah, those are a bit of a pain in the butt the to try noise. to align properly when you have to, you know, remove and reinstall a door. Like when I have to change a door on a vehicle, I have to gut everything. Yeah, right. You do. Um, and when I what's something that might not be you know, stressful or pain for me might be a major pain for somebody else. Yeah. Um, just because I'm I'm used to it, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. what I do and that's what I'm sort of used to. But, um, you know, for somebody like, you know, even um, some, say, mechanics, right? Because they're not used to that. No. To 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 pull a, you know, a door handle or a door latch out of, you know, a Mercedes could be an all-day nightmare. Monumental, right? yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, But with most of these, um, imported vehicles, they have tricks that you have to kind of figure out. And if you've already worked on other similar models or or a brand, the same brand, but a different model, you kind of know where to look and which direction to go to figure out the trick. And I find once you figure those tricks out, it's Get just, it it's, not, it's not bad. It's just, it's over-engineered. Once you figure out what they were sort of thinking and what's going on, then it kind of comes clear to you
0: yeah yeah I, I don't like i hate chevy door panels
2: oh i remember when i was you know first getting into my trade um was it 94 chevy full size pickup yeah. the door handles on those trucks were a nightmare I know. the very first one took me like 3 hours to do and even Once the door you plan- tricks right i know and and like now i could do it in like 10 minutes oh, yeah. but
0: but maybe you got to move up. Like, I remember the door panels, you know, they're usually just grommeted in, right? And you just pry them out and pop the things. But then Chevy made it where it slides down. You know how many people broke those clips off trying to pry those doors out. Instead of, oh, yeah, yeah.
2: You know, and that was like... Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the, uh, the uh, like, 2007 kind of thing. They yeah. they went to a door panel that slid up. Slid up, up instead yeah, of yeah. push in.
0: <laughs> I mean, I can remember for a while I was shaking my head, what the hell, this thing won't come out? And then I realized, you just push it up. Yeah. And then they had that stupid bolt-on whole window regulator, mm. right? Like, it was the whole frame came out with it.
2: Yeah. Another, yeah. <laughs> and some of the uh, Ford, like, F-150s, you know... Your dad had one about two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah. Um, they had a weird design too. Yeah, like uh, where you to pull the door panel apart, right? You yeah. actually have to like pull the speaker out, and there's push clips that that hold the screws yeah, 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 underneath yeah. the speaker that's that you actually have to retarded. pull out to get the door panel up. And Why do you they go, take a
1: speaker out?
2: Yeah, and then you, they use weird bolts too, like a five point five mm. Who and, does that? Yeah, yeah. weird Why? stuff. And the, you know, to take a you know to take a Audi apart, you know, say. I need a Torx, a Torx and a panel tool. And to take, you know, the door panel off Barry's truck, I need like four different sockets, five yeah. different sockets. I know, Right.
1: I've got it down to two. When you're on
2: flat rate, that makes,
0: that makes a big difference. Totally. Right? Yeah. Like if you're going back to your toolbox, that makes it, you guys are, you're always, most shop body shops are a flat rate.
2: Um, they're trying to change their ways nowadays. Oh, really? That's a whole other thing. Yeah. A lot of people are going to this global team thing or, um, so I don't know if our hourly know plus what- bonus and it, As a tech, I'll tell you right now, it's a disaster. Um, None of the techs want to do it. They're not making as much money. And the shops think that they're making more money. But in the long run, techs are getting fed up and they're leaving. (laughs) Where the shop I work at, they're flat rate. They've been flat rate forever. And I told them, I'll take this job as long as we're staying flat rate. Because I don't... Well, the problem with the pool system is that the strongest guy loses. So if you have like, say, two guys working there,
0: well, it's not motivating for that guy anymore. No. right? Like, if you- one guy's
2: fast and one guy's slow. Well, your your hourly, you know, pool meaning that how many hours you work together. Yeah. Then you get sp- split up split. what money you've made together. Well, the guy who's working twice as fast is bringing in a certain amount of money and then the slow guy is bringing in a certain amount of money, and they don't equal up, but they get paid the same. So sense. the strongest guy is actually giving Realize the it. slower guy his money. That's stupid. I don't know They're if our, our, anytime our any listeners know Any of these the global
1: difference. alliances, they never work.
2: They only work for the
0: people that don't work.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it works <laughs> for the, uh, the upper echelon. But I
0: don't, I don't know if our listeners know the difference between a flat rate shop and a straight time shop. Most dealerships, automotive dealerships, are going to be flat rate. They get paid per hour of the job they work on. So, Like piecework. Like, piecework, yeah, yeah, we call it. So if if you get a water pump in and the book time on that water pump is three hours, they get paid three hours. Even though it could take them four, it could take them two, they only get paid for whatever that book time is. Yep. Most after, you know, um like what am I trying to say here? Most private garages, so independent garages, are going to be f- straight time
1: because mm-hmm. we
0: work on so many different makes and models that yep. it'd be really tough for a you know flat rate guy to make money when he's working on Hondas and Toyotas. It works at a dealership because they work on the same models all the time so they can get really good at same it thing. and they can make money. As far as body shops go, they're majority of the time flat rate.
2: It used to be that way for sure. Um, it seems in today's world that it's getting harder to, f- to find that shop that is flat rate. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of, what ha- was happening in the body shop is, these shop owners are, they're all getting together and having these rah rah meetings, and <laughs> they, they they get like Great. the paint <laughs> the paint reps, um, you know, get them you know, get them together to build this group, and basically to better their profits, and so. They come up with this global team system, which, you know, I guess in some respects depends on the, the type of people that you have working at your shop. But, you know, if your shop slows down, then maybe it's not so bad for the tech. Yeah. But if you're busy all the time and then, you know, one guy, you end up fighting kind of with yeah. other people because, you know, you know, Barry, you can't do what I can do, but yeah. I can't do what Barry can, or mm. what Dave yep. can do. And then you all of our paychecks together and we say we make the same. Well, why is how is this fair? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah and the text just end up I mean I'm sure their wrong. argument
0: there is that one guy gets certain maybe they're worried about them getting all the easy jobs and one guy gets all the hard jobs yeah. or if you pull it yeah. together but Man, it doesn't I think work. the whole, I the the it's whole not like
1: motivating. you know global team yeah, effort it doesn't the key. only reason that they do that is I mean I, I'm kind of laughing at the whole term like the global team effort it's just a term to try and make you accept it because, well, it's the global team. They do it everywhere. It must be good. It's, that's just a marketing thing. It's got yeah. nothing to do with for you to make more money. You know, if they would have called the program the Let Everybody Make More Money program, yeah. right? It's yeah. a, the same thing. Yeah.
0: For me, well, flat rate as an auto body shop for the shop and the technician makes the most sense. I mean, if he produces more hours, the shop makes more hours
2: right? yeah the like, shop uh, charges out higher than what they pay say me or yeah, you yeah, exactly. right so the more hours that i make the more hours the shop makes right yeah. but you know you do have to have the right no matter which the way the shop chooses to go you have to have the right people to fit together you know just because say i'm flat rate say i'm fast well my quality still needs to be good yeah. it can't jeopardize can't well some techs you know, speed will jeopardize their quality. Oh, well, if you do, sk- like, I
0: mean, as a body man on a flat rate, if you do, you know, make a mistake or something's not right with the job that you do, when that job comes back, you don't get paid.
2: No, exactly. You do it for so you free. Could lose, you get paid to do right? that job once. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Totally. So I guess there's positives and negatives as far as that yep. goes.
2: And it all depends on the shop, the tech, the, how busy the shop is. Yeah. yeah. Um, whether it works, I guess, I guess maybe the global team thing works for some people, but mm. I've been kind of experienced to it twice. <laughs> we're both, David and I are both shaking no, our No, right. yeah. I mean, You know I mean, what? Me, it me, doesn't work for me. No.
0: I mean, I mean, you work a little bit, a, a lot alike yeah. in the fact that we get a job, we want to get it done and get it out. Yeah. I could, it would drive me bonkers to be paired up with somebody that doesn't care as just right. as Exactly. Oh, it yeah. would drive me nuts well, and I, would be, I,
1: I can't even see how a company can see that that's a good thing I know. Well, even be so to much be, resentment unless between they love them. all yeah. of their employees even or to be working to in your
2: employees. stall watching the guys working next to you and you're pounding off jobs this yeah. and that and then you can see him he's struggling with this he's, he's looking on with Facebook that. yeah checking his, his phone yeah. and was, you know you're you're getting paid the same amount of money no matter so okay where's your drive gonna go
1: exactly yeah well, maybe that's the 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 company saying trying to get the crappy employees to
0: pick up a bit, pick
1: up a little bit, maybe <laughs>
0: by picking, making the good I, employees pissed off
2: at them. I, maybe, <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't well, know. I it think it causes more more problems. I think right?
0: you, as, as a smart advisor, if you're if you're the one dealing with the work, you'd obviously. I mean, I think the, you just give certain jobs to certain people by their abilities, right? Like, and if you're good at that, then the shop should be happy because. You know, the slower guys get the smaller jobs and the yep.
1: well, faster guys. I mean the- a global initiative <laughs> or whatever, that's great, but your shop is different than your shop yeah, is different no. than my shop and yeah. my guys are different than your guys, so mm-hmm. I gotta treat them accordingly. The you guy have, that I do, like that does better work, I'm gonna pay more money to. I mean
0: Are you paid on your certificate? Like is, when every time you take a course, like do you have to be constantly updating in the automotive
1: um, a lot of with my trade, your, maybe, maybe for brand, uh, well, airbags, certification, like BMW what, what certification. happens is
2: we're required through the insurance company that we, we deal with, um, to do eight hours of training per year, which just is ICPC yeah. to keep things up to snuff, you know, keep your training at levels. Are you you paid paid for no, I'm for that not a fan hours? of school. Sorry? Are you paid for that eight hours? Um, yes.
1: Okay. I'm not a it fan of school, on the shop. I could do eight hours a year. I, I could handle that. <laughs> it uh, it depends on the shop.
2: I've been at shops where they do, been at shops where they don't. Um, it all depends on the shop. Um, I believe that you should get paid for it because oh, yeah. I'm I mean, losing a day a of work, work, not being at work, getting training that the shop needs
1: benefits from,
2: right? To keep their accreditation. Yeah. Um, work, is
1: work, man. Work is yeah.
2: Work. Why? Well, you know. Why shouldn't I just say no and be at work because I need the money? Right.
0: So when they say training, are they going in and teaching you new techniques or it's just more
2: like just um courses. Um that you know, up up to date technology and things are changing. Like for my trade, you know, the aluminum F one fifties, that's a course. It's yeah. a it's a eight hour training session for the day. Um they have What's um- changing
0: the most in your trade then? Like what now, like what is what is the most, like, you've seen changes? Electronics. Yeah, just... They're like,
2: adding so many things, you know. There's a body module for the window. And, and, and me- sensors and and cameras and things, you know, so that you can change lanes without even looking and stuff like that. And just weird, lots of weird stuff like so that. So, do you
0: find now, like, so if your airbag goes off, like, who programs your guys' modules? So, if you blow an airbag out and you yep. have to replace the new module because it's it's just part of what you do when you get to an accident, right? There's a there's a list of things you have to repair, right? Yeah, the they, you, you get
2: from the dealer. When it something says, goes off, they- This goes, this has to be done. Yep. Yeah, there's A, B, C, D, and E has to be changed. So typically um, it's whatever bags go off, all yeah, seat belts. what sensors, because right? uh, there's sensors? airbag sensors. There, um, clock sensors spring, one time? Yeah. you know, airbag. Um, I, as a tech, would change all those things. Okay. Some techs don't. Um, I did it in the past- I don't mind doing it. What'll happen is I'll keep the module. When I change the module, uh, the old module will stay in the vehicle. If will go to the dealer, they'll reprogram it. So it has to go to the dealer. You can't do that in-house, eh? No, it has to go to the dealer. That's crazy. Go figure, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They got to get their I guess it all depends if you have something that's more simple. You know, like I said, I deal with a lot of um, higher-end European and Asian cars. Um, Those ones do go to the the dealer. BMW, Infiniti,
1: Mercedes.
2: Honda, all those Um, ones. Honda usually, yeah, yeah Honda fine. Acura.
1: It's not surprising, but it's—I mean—that's—I understand. That makes sense. I, I think, guess,
2: but you could drive at that point.
0: They're not like with me. If I—if I, if a car comes in, and doesn't run, and it's a module issue, I can't. The car doesn't run, so it's got to be towed to the dealership. But I guess in your case, it's an airbag thing, so you guys can actually drive it over to the dealership.
2: I think that you and I have probably both noticed in both of our trades working on the types of cars that we do that. As cars develop over the years, they're really trying to make it so that you have to go to the dealer. Yeah. You have to get parts. You have to get programming. You have to, you know, you have to go to the dealer so that they can make that extra money off these cars to keep them going. Not just that average tech can work on these things. Yeah.
0: They got autom- they they smart. Back in the day, you used to, you know, in 2000, pre-2000 vehicles, I would say, you used to to buy the computer and the programming came with the computer and it was just plug and play. Nowadays, they got smart. It's like buying a home computer. You buy the computer and now you got to buy the software yeah, yeah. as well. well not only
2: that, but we deal with some companies, you know, on these higher end cars that if we're not certified, they won't sell us parts, yeah, well. certain parts. You know, if you, if a, a quarter panel has to be welded on, well, you know, if we're not Land Rover certified, they won't sell us the part. Yeah. Then to get Land Rover certified, you have to go through courses and buy tools and, and You know, it's a costly venture.
1: Makes sense to me.
2: You know, so they're making money on the parts. They're making money on the courses. They're making money on...
1: I think, yeah, they're making money on everything, but they're also maintaining quality.
0: I I think it's funny. Like, we did a a headlight the other day on a Volkswagen Passat, and it had to be programmed. Yeah. Because it's one of those ones that when you turn, it turns to... Wow. $2,500 just for the headlight assembly. Because it actually wow. it, it it blew the ballast, the ballast melted, so it needed a ball ballast, and then the yeah, twenty five hundred dollars oh, to replace Jesus. the headlights.
2: Well, I've had some like you That's know uh, an Audi Q seven, you know change yeah. the door. It was hit so hard that the door panel was messed up. You get a twelve hundred dollar door panel, huh. and it has nothing in it. You they have to take everything canceled. off the older yeah. door panel to put it into the door panel. Crazy. The cost and, of you know, vehicles. You change a window and. Okay, the window doesn't, you know, automatically go up or down or whatever. You have to take it to the dealer to have it programmed. So what do, do that? these
0: vehicles look like in twenty years, right? Like, what do they look Some like? Amazing, you know. Like, are they going to have? Are you gonna, like right now, I, I have, you know, I, I have trouble getting parts for two thousand, you know, vehicles. Like, vehicles built in the year two thousand, they're stopped making parts for them at the dealership level. So, what happens to these vehicles? You know, they're going to be able to program them in 20 years. Are
1: they, you know- it's going to be something completely different. I mean, if you look back, if you go back 30 years ago and you brought your car in for service because the window wouldn't go up or down, as you said, then, uh, you know, you as a mechanic, the mechanic's going to go in. He's going to take the door panel off. He's going to pull the, the window motor apart. He's going to take it apart. He's going to fix the motor. He's going to put it all back together again, charge you 100 bucks or whatever for fixing it. You know now we're at the point now, no, 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 you just take the part out and put a new part in, and then parts program. replace so and and now now you take the part out, put the part in, then take it to the dealership to have a program it so it's just funny, I mean, we're progressing into the stage of you know lack of repair, more part replace. Well, is it going it, to get even worse than what it is? I mean, is it, I even made I the comment of the F-150. Like... Well, I made the comment of the F-150 thinking maybe they've designed it so that if you do have an accident, you just reparse a, replace the part yeah. or reparse the plate. I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure which one I was going I, with there. I but. think
2: cars nowadays are getting so over-engineered and nice. so advanced
1: yeah. that I don't
2: know as a tech or a car owner myself, if it's the right direction. What's right. coming. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, You know, we're already at the stage where the average backyard guy cannot change a window or a door handle on his own car. You can't change a tire
1: with tire pressure sensors. Like, you really can't do anything on your car at home anymore.
0: You can't change a battery anymore. You need to have something plugged in so that you don't lose your settings and all your computers. You have to have a separate voltage Put into the system. It's a low amperage, so it's not going to blow your modules. But it has to be powered up at all times to That's not lose. Amazing.
1: Your You've kind of gone backwards a little bit, I think.
0: Yeah, I just. said It's. I mean, it, it's great for the dealerships; they're going to make their money, but yep. it's not so good for us. Well, and, then and the
1: like, and longevity. How long is this crap going to last? Yeah. I mean, you looked inside of like the Tesla, you know, and it's got this this gigantic, all, gigantic iPad, on the, iPad, dash. iPad <laughs> on the dash. Like, first of all, that just. I mean, I'm the techiest guy in the world. That would annoy the crap out of me. But are you going to get 10, 12 years out of that? I, I don't see it Time happening. Time
2: will tell. I think that they've focused their market a lot on the people who have the money who want the best things now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, oh, In absolutely. five years, I won't have this. I don't care. I have to look great now and look like I have the best of the best to you. Yeah. And hey, check out my new... Tesla with this, this, that, and, that, and this. As soon
1: as but what's going to happen? Wrong, trade it in for a new one. What, what's going to happen, though, with the new, with the Model 3? I'm kind of, I'm like, wow, this is a really bad idea, uh, Tesla. I mean, you know, you have a Model X or the Model S, and they're well over $100,000, right? So now all of a sudden, you can get the same thing, and if you look at it, it looks kind of the same for $35,000. What mm-hmm. the hell's happening to I this company? The What's perform- going to happen to like, the Model S? And- be, yeah,
0: I mean, the performance, it's got to be like, a, you know, a 740 series BMW compared to a 3 series BMW. Like, it so, can't be. I don't there know There has to that. be a difference. I,
1: I'm wondering. Like the size? Are they going to re-engineer everything? They've already got everything engineered. So they're going to re-engineer a suspension system to be crappier? I don't know. But they, like, I don't you know what I mean? Suspension, like, I think it would be in the size of
0: the motor, yeah. transmission, the interior quality yeah. of the
1: fabric. They're the supposed interior. to all have all that autopilot system, and oh, which autopilot. which notice uh, Germany, which it's just Germany, but in the world of luxury cars, it's pretty much primo. Yeah. Well, Germany well, just <laughs> told the public and Tesla to no longer refer to the autopilot system as autopilot. They've like mandated it. You can no longer call the Tesla autopilot autopilot. And they've actually talking with Tesla to have them pull the term autopilot. And what are they supposed to call it instead? Well, I don't know. They're going to have to come up with something like driver assistance, right? Because, right? well, because of that guy that died, whether it was the autopilot's fault, whether it wasn't the autopilot's fault. I knows. could
0: not feel comfortable putting my car on autopilot.
1: Like when you're in the plane. I'd love and you're driving to be able to feel comfortable to put my you know? But, <laughs> but no, never. I never. No.
0: I mean, you're, yeah, you just, yeah.
1: Yeah. That was a uh, unmuted cell phone. Unmuted Um, cell phone.
2: Barry, you might have, you you (laughs) might
1: have, you know, with the Tesla
2: that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. um, It might be a state where the company itself, you know, the cars were quite expensive. To create, you know, to gain more money from them, they need to get into another market, uh, Oh, huge. A cheaper yeah, market. Huge. And maybe the cars were so much money in the beginning because there's... Um, cost of production. The cost of production to make these right?
1: Absolutely, I understand that. But what are you going to do when I go out tomorrow and buy myself my uh, Model 3 and you've got your P90D that Judas bought last week and you spent $100,000 and I really have the same car now. It can't maybe be. Maybe different way. performance numbers. Yeah, but you're the guy that'll argue performance numbers with me that don't even matter. Well, I'm right? just saying so I mean and yeah, to I mean some the P ninety D is the fastest accelerating car in the world. And I'm sure the Model Three is not going to be the second fastest accelerating car in the world. Eventually I'm sure it will, because it's probably you know, but now your hundred and twenty thousand dollar car and my thirty thousand dollar car, what's the value of your car now? The only reason people are buying these Teslas is because they don't really have an option.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, just and Tesla gave their, themselves their, sales their own option. A car.
1: It's gonna. I'm like, well, I, I just feel bad for anybody that's bought a Model X or a P90 or something. It's just gonna kill the value of them. Yeah, yeah. I just that's the world it's, we
2: live in. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I, right I don't, don't own either it. of them, and I don't think they're viable as yet. We don't have the technology but to, to seen make them. Somebody, efficient, I've seen
0: an Alberta plate actually parked over a Starbucks, Alberta plate. So that means. The Tesla came from Alberta, made it all the way to Squamish from Alberta,
1: and stopped eighteen times to charge I batteries. It, but like <laughs> yeah. obviously, there's
0: enough service stations.
1: Yeah, no, they they there. have yeah. a lot, right? Yeah. Well, oh, we, no, got a, a we got one at Boston Pizza. We got one
0: downtown. Like, can you drive to yeah. Ontario
1: from British Columbia in a Tesla? Yeah, probably. You think so? Yeah, I'd imagine. I know you can go I'd coast
0: imagine. to coast in the states. I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
1: I don't think, but I don't. I don't even think you need a Tesla approved power station, no. you'd just charge it at home, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, or, or stop the at the hotel clock. and here's 20 it bucks. It probably has in.
2: built-in software to tell you where yeah. these places are. Yeah. You would, yeah. yeah. It's got I mean, it's I a mean, great everything. idea.
1: I love the idea of the Tesla, but we're not ready yet. We don't know. Wait have until they start charging for you to charge your car. Right? Oh, yeah, like, they're going to. I
0: mean, I guarantee yeah. that's not going to be given away for free. Yeah.
1: No. There's no way. No. I love it. You drive by, like, shopping malls, going to an underground parking lot, and you see all these cars plugged in. And the, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, they're going to stop It is cool. That. Like, they're I don't same.
0: have nothing. Like, I think it's a neat idea, and I yeah, think, it's yeah, it's definitely getting away Once from fossil fuel. Once we get the technology.
1: Field, we need the technology. We yeah. don't have it yet.
0: I couldn't drive three hours and have to pull every three hours. I get pissed when I have to pull every four hours when I got, like, yeah, I'm yeah, just like, I'm yeah. the get there guy. I got to get there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not stop. not going to stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but... So that's uh, another question I want to call, what car folds up the most? Me and Barry the other day we were talking about Volvos yeah. and how Volvos are just record. known to be you know safe cars. What cars are known to just just crunch under impact?
2: You know, all, all impacts are different than others. Um but what car would
0: you rather be in what, if you were in an accident? If you were gonna go in a head-on accident, what kind of car would you rather be in? Like what would be the brand you would pick?
2: I don't even know, man. Yeah, such a, Um the biggest you know a have. lot of the cars nowadays are are much better than they used to be, right? They've got high strength So what would you not want to boxes. be? In? Like you do
0: have a smart car. If yeah. You gonna, if you were going to if you were going to get into a car, what a car do you like no I'm not getting into that.
2: Probably car. a smart car yeah. I wouldn't want to be. No, I don't <laughs> think that uh
0: Well, but they I just they use it for a good commuting, right? decent but, um, crash rating? Yeah. Like compared to a Yaris? Like I don't think they're going to be any worse no, that's than, true.
2: Like, I, to be honest, I don't think I wanted one would want to be in a Honda Civic. Yeah. Um, Have you seen some they smashed up? Well, we, like I say, we don't work on a lot of Honda Civics, but I've seen some Honda Civics in the past that, you know, pretty they're,
1: folded. But that's probably because it's all retards, or a Cavalier
2: or something <laughs> like that, right? The, any of these disposable cars that yeah. they've come out with, right? I don't think that they're, they weren't built for safety. No. Yeah. They were built for the, Consumer that but
0: does how many not have these? a lot of money. Well, and there's a budget, right? They said yeah. there's how much the car is going to cost. Uh, to make. How
1: many of these uh, these these cars you're talking about, these Civics and these Cavaliers, had a six-inch exhaust pipe on the back? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Zero. And <laughs> yeah.
0: What about so as far as you know, because most of the common, like to me, I look at a car, it looks good, but you you have an eye for it now, right? Have you been in the trade for a while? Like, which cars' body panels line up? The best. Straight from factory.
2: Oh, anything European. Yeah? Um, <laughs> yeah, anything domestic or even Japanese. Mercedes. They, they don't. Mercedes is not bad. I, yeah, I, I, they, they, they line they have, up all right.
1: They have something, the way that they, the, the edges are radiused or something. I don't know what it is, but they just, I Isn't mean, maybe me? a topper. I'm not talking about a B-class or something. Well,
2: um, like, I think we talked about the last um, podcast that we dealt with. Um, Act acura mdx there was a couple of those came in the shop that we were realigning the back hatches from factory because people were buying these and and they didn't line up
1: and they they don't line up that good at all
2: and they're trying to pay us to line them up better and it's it's weird with cars too because you know you'll go buy this car from the the dealership and you'll just assume that everything is perfect
0: that's what i'm saying a lot of people assume when they buy their brand new car that all the doors are going to line up because most people don't even look right no. And, Just and, get in
2: and open the door. If the door opens, is good. And people get so afraid of a body shop working on their car. It will never be the same. This and that, right? When most cases, a car comes out of the body shop better than it better than,
1: better than, it better is. than you bought it off yeah, the yeah. line.
0: Because there's a lot of spec, right? Like like when you pull a frame, it's not like the frame is a hundred percent true when you get it.
2: No, you got three mils tolerance. You know, there,
0: there, there's tolerances yeah. on these things, which I don't think a lot of people know.
1: You know, no, like, yeah. but um, I think I think frames are different now than I think that expression. Of uh, it's never going to be right after it comes out of the body shop. That's an old, old expression. And I think uh, back in the day, the frames three mil. No, no, there's more of a three inch tolerance, right? (laughs) Maybe maybe back then. (laughs) Yeah, back. Uh, Well, that's where their expression came from. I don't agree with it anymore. I think absolutely. Even
2: today, Barry, like a good um, shop,
1: it's going to be better.
2: Maybe Dave can agree with this types of customers that come in, but you get some, you get some people, man, that that. They believe their weird. car was
0: perfect. Yeah, yeah. they, they think some
2: odd things and not and even yeah, that, yeah. just um just weird things, man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well everybody's trying to get the most for their money now, right? Like yeah. everybody didn't you know and obviously some people take it a little bit further, like Well but
1: everybody's this heard the expression was, that it's never gonna be right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody knows that. Everybody's heard well, we, that. But we it have, was thirty year old news.
2: Yeah. We have to in the body shop fix a car as perfect as we can get it. Well, yeah. at our shop, you know, I can't. There are hack body shops out there, sure, right? So,
1: Um, what's a
0: good sign of a hack body shop?
1: What's like a red flag if you see a body shop? Six thousand three hundred empty tins of bondo on the front door. Well, no,
2: as a body man, I can look at a car. Like, we had a family friend come by a couple months ago, and her mom, her mom had her car fixed at uh, at one of the shops, and there was some. I guess some communication issues with the shop. She wasn't too happy with the shop, but she brought it by because she's a friend of my wife's. And I knew that it was in a accident. Yeah. So I said to her, hey, just out of curiosity, I'm just going to walk around the car and I'm just going to guess. I'm just going to guess what was done to this car Oh yeah, without you telling me or anything like that. Yeah. And she's like, okay, fine. And I start walking around it and then I sort of know some things that send me to the front end of the car. And then I started noticing the front right corner. And I was like, okay, well, this hood doesn't line up to the fender. The bumper doesn't line up. The color's off. I could tell right away. I said, you know, this was obvious. And then I popped the hood and uh, on the rad support, I could see that, you know, the lines where the headlights were bolted were not in the same right. spot yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, right? Um Basically, I could tell her exactly what was hit on this car before yeah. she even... And then she showed me the sheet, and everything that I had said it was, on was right on the sheet. Yeah. That's um, funny. In that particular job, I wouldn't have...
1: Were you able to tell her what I would have
2: done... Had? You know, and I'm not going <laughs> to come out here and tell you that I'm the best tech in the world, because there's a lot of good techs out yeah. there. I take pride in what I do. Um, I wouldn't have sent that job out like that. I would have went the extra mile and done a little better. And yeah, yeah, but even though this was, uh, I think it was a Yaris or a oh, yeah. Toyota Corolla or something like that. Right. But you know, me as a tech, I noticed these things, what, you know, body panels that don't or body lines, should I say that don't line up? Right, like so they should. You
0: should? Yeah. So you should. So to our listeners call, how do you tell if a body shop's going to like, it, you know, if somebody moves to a town and they're new to a town and they're, they get in an accident and they're trying to pick, a shop to get the car. Yelp. Yelp. I mean, most people will do that, (laughs) but is there anything you can kind of give them a hint on? Like if you drive by the shop and like, you know, they're not, they don't have this certification or they don't have this or that. Is there anything that they can kind of,
2: well, like at least, I think, you know, Appearance should tell you a lot. Yeah, uh, Go drive by the shops and look at what they look like outside. Even somebody who takes care of your car takes care of the building and takes yeah, care yeah. of the landscaping outside yeah. the building. Yeah. Um, yeah, get on local sites like uh, their Facebook, you know. Is there Facebook any questions
0: sites. they can ask? Like, are you this certified? Are you, what, what materials are you using? Do you typically replace panels? Well, or do you
1: buy- a- what about, so, okay, the paint question. I mean, there's, you know, we know there's the the bigger brands of paint, the PPGs and whatnot.
2: There's a lot of different companies, though. Um, a lot of people are using different types of paints. One um, that, I don't there, think that should really reflect. One
1: that's better? No. You wouldn't
2: say? They're very competitive, the pink companies. I mean, it might be um, better
0: for like, maybe to become to preference, right? Color there- matching
2: and stuff like that. Well, but I you know, know paint's what? That's, not, not, oh, that's not you as a customer's problem. Yeah. I guess maybe it's your problem when you get the car back and it doesn't match. But for them to have ICBC accreditation, you've got to be a happy customer. So if you look at your car and the color is not right, take it back. Yeah. They will fix that. Yeah. They have to. You know, you know, they of, like, get uh, reviews and their their shops, their accreditations and what, you know, what uh, s- types of, you know, um, s- their accreditations that they get reflect on what, re- uh, right, like... Right, um, yeah. So, if you go,
0: you can go on ICBC and you can check on ICBC's website, which shops are
2: accredited with certain things in? Um, that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: you... Yeah, I mean, there's no, you know, there's no no website to go to. I don't think ICBC would want I to get involved in that. Different than an automotive trade when you're picking a body
0: shop, though. Like,
1: well, yeah, but I- it's I mean the same thing. You're a mechanic, man. Okay, I just my car broke down and totally do. Where am I going to take it to get it fixed? I'm just going to look online and try and find a. Place that has good reviews or something like that. Maybe there should be a uh, a system to direct you into the right spot. There's I mean, I think, yeah. something in the market for that. I mean, speci-
0: especially like you know, maybe asking the body shops. You know, what vehicles do you typically work on? Like Colin saying, he's mostly working on a German car. Yeah. So, to me, as a consumer, if I have a German car, I want to take it to Colin rather right. than a shop that works on domestic. What, what's right? your
1: percentage of walk-in? What does that mean like, like well, yeah. What do you mean
2: walk-in customers? Non non
1: ICBC. Yeah.
2: Non icbc oh,
1: like um, guy just comes be, in and
2: it would be very low. I would say
1: like five to ten percent. So there, there's maybe. your answer. I mean, it's your, your shop's going to where your your car's going to the shop that ICB says. it's Most going people, to. Yeah, Barry, the if yeah, they're yeah.
2: paying out of their own pocket, they don't really check what you're credited for and what. <laughs> nor they, 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 do they want to go to a big shop and pay the
1: money that they're working on BMWs and exactly. Porsches. Exactly. Yeah, you're gonna. They go want to,
2: inexpensive, right?
1: Yeah. And believe um, me, I know that some inexpensive body places. <laughs> A little bit of duct tape. And <laughs> but
0: do they still have those Mako? Is Mako still around? Mako's <laughs> still they around? Still yep, exist, yeah, Mako's still
1: around. Yeah, and they still do the one hundred ninety nine dollars complete paint job. Really? And, you know, I've had cars. I've had probably about twenty or thirty cars painted by Mako. Really? Yeah. Well, in the uh, back of my car. I don't. Days, I don't
2: right? even think that they're that cheap anymore, though. Yeah, yeah I I've seen it sell like, like five or six hundred we bucks.
1: Down. down I, was, I was down in Vegas and I saw that. Oh, in Vegas,
2: maybe. Yeah. In the states. There was one in I one ninety
1: nine. But the one ninety nine is the paint. But yeah, people it's gotta not realize the too. Polish. It's not the prep. It's not the bodywork. It's just the paint job, and they literally load the bucket and throw the bucket of paint onto the car. <laughs>
2: well, yeah. people don't realize too when you you know you get what you pay for in this world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that kind of you know money, that kind of paint job you know, they're masking everything. Oh yeah. Right. They mask everything. They barely sand it and they blow a coat on oh, yeah. it and send it out the door. Yeah. Right. How else could you survive? Oh yeah. yeah. Selling many that cheap paint, paint jobs. jobs okay. Uh, a regular body shop or, you know, like that I work at or, or somebody around town or whatever, you know, we re and I all the panels.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, we
2: sure. take it to pre accident condition. Yeah. Not. No.
1: Oh, that's understandable. But that was my point was, you know, asking how you're going to find a quality shop, I'm, I'm not sure that's a concern. I mean, especially in B.C. where we have this ICBC, ICBC, yeah, I guess it is. you know, we're kind yeah. of screwed. I mean, if you go anywhere else in the world, um, you know, you have your insurance company who you've hired through your insurance broker. Yeah. And it's your insurance broker is going to make sure it gets to a qualified body shop. And But
2: you know what? I think, believe it or not, in the West Coast, we're actually better on that aspect because, you know, if how you're long ICBC, have you lived out of the West Coast. How long have I ever lived outside? I never have, there but you go. they've got so many different insurance companies that how do you know who's got what but they and who's have brokers?
1: It? you don't you don't go to an insurance company. You go to a broker that's in your area, you know that you might know. so there's and,
2: another person that's taking a chunk
1: still it works out better. It's kind of like house insurance and third party insurance. and I insure myself ICPC, whatever the minimum is. And then the rest, I go out of house and and do the rest out of house. It's just cheaper that way, you know. It's much much cheaper that way. Or not cheaper. It's less.
2: If expensive. you're paying your insurance, well, I guess maybe insurance is cheaper out there. But I'm I'm just trying to figure out how that is cheaper. If you're a
1: um, the rates. Your rates are less. The okay. rates are less. My the rates that I pay out here are more than they were, uh, you know, back in Ontario. Hmm. You know, uh, especially with things like my motorcycle. You know, motorcycle insurance here is a re- l- little oh, bit retarded. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, I it's have absolutely one too, and insane. It's cost me more than my car. Yeah. for the particular I mean, bike that yeah, I have. I feel bad
0: for the sixteen-year-olds. Did you see what sixteen-year-olds are paying for insurance now? If you're okay, like sixteen, yeah.
1: we had we had a when in, in my car days we uh, we bought and sold a lot of Corvettes. We had a dealership that was all Corvettes, basically. We had this '87, and this was probably in about you know. 98 something like that we had this kid came in and he really really wanted this 87 convertible corvette and it was, it was the car he wanted and it was $21,000 and he came back to the shop about 10 times you know and finally decided that you know he's going to buy the car he's going to pay for it and he had enough money to pay for the car or oh, excuse me it was $19,000 and he had enough money to pay the $19,000 for the car, but wanted to wait a couple of weeks until he could insure it. But he was so excited to have this car, he wanted to borrow a dealer plate so he can drive it home. I said, well, I'll drive it to your house for you in Burlington, which was you know 20 minutes away yeah. sort of thing. Okay, so we drove it out to his house in Burlington, and the guy was there with his dad even at one point looking at the car, right? 16 years old, 17-year-old kid. Good for him, though. That's a cool oh, boy, yeah, eh? that's the way to do it. Well, not really good for him. He got the car home, $19,000 in our pocket. Thank you very much. Got his insurance quote. He has three speeding tickets, huh. one DUI, Uh oh. $21,000 a year. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Dad Dad that he called us can you, can you come and pick up <laughs> oh, the yeah. car? I said what are you talking about? I said this car is costing my son $40,000. I'm like there's nothing wrong with that car. That car is in mint shape. It actually came from a personal friend of mine and I yeah. was thinking he's telling me that the motor's blown and the tranny's gone and that kid blew it up. It wasn't me? Um no, I was his insurance quote it was $21,000. Yeah. Well, I know like my uh... I bought the car back for
0: 17. <laughs> My buddy, you meany. My buddy there, his son just bought a Honda Civic, and he out you know finance over seven years. Blah blah blah. It's about I think it works up to about three hundred dollars a month just for the payment on the car. The insurance is like $250, two fifty, two sixty. That's so insane. Because he's you know he's you know he's yeah. under eight, he's I think he's twenty now, so he's young.
1: Yeah.
0: Plus, when you finance a car, you have to put replacement insurance on it now, yeah. right? You, yeah you can't, you have to. So there's that cause too. Like it's all like the insurance is almost as much as the car.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I can, I don't know if it's the same out here. If you've got kids and stuff, I mean, your guys' kids is far away from getting their driver's license. Yeah. But,
0: Collins are closer. Um, but.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, like you know, my, my Dad would be the one that would own the car, and I am insured as an occasional driver. Yep, I did so this really with my dad when I was younger.
2: Yeah, my so, dad said, know, "No way, you get your own yeah. insurance."
1: To me. Well, because I want to, I want a second vehicle, uh, you know, but yeah. I've got to pay full price insurance for my second vehicle. I think you get you, know, you get your automatic forty percent discount. but well, you, know, you get you your yeah, you get your automatic. Yeah, you don't get any better of a deal if you have no, two cars. No, no, I'm like I'm one guy. See, my pet peeve with the insurance industry and the way I think that the insurance industry should work, and you guys can tell me if you agree or not, insure me. Yeah, that makes me... Yeah. Insure me. Any I'm the one that's get driving into? the car. Yeah. I drive your car, your car, my car, your bike. You're insured through your driver's license. I am insured. That
2: mm-hmm. makes sense. I don't give a
1: rat's ass about my car. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? So you so get like
2: if- a registration for your car.
1: It's No, it's a registration for me. You, no, know, but regi- no, oh, yeah, yeah. you need You have, have a registration, registration for your fee. car, then you're uh, insured yeah. yourself. Pink, you sense. have a pink slip for your car. Yeah, go back to the old days. Right? Well, that was Race the thing. You if your pinks. buddy got in
0: an accident in your car, you're the one that suffers, even though it wasn't your fault. I know it's your insurance. That's it you're, it you're should something. be.
1: I should be insured. And if I get my driver's license, I mean, you want to make a perfect world, you know, live in Shermanville, um, <laughs> you know. Well, if I, I if that. I have a driver's license, I have insurance. I have to have insurance with a driver's license. If I don't have insurance, I am not allowed a driver's license. My but how would you do it though?
0: There had to be some kind of thing because depends on the vehicle, the cost of the vehicle, right? So you could get an, you, if you're insured by as a driver, you get into a Honda and you're insured. But then what happens if you, and you're paying a certain premium money? Yeah. What happens if you drive a Lamborghini? That it has to change by the price of the vehicle. Yeah, sure. So how would they do
1: that though? Like, it's easy. I mean, they could figure that out, you know. Yeah. You could you figure that out somehow, I'm sure. Right. There'd have to be something, but yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. maybe there's a
0: bit, maybe there is a bit of insurance on the car. And
1: on, like But how, how they, they're charging me insurance on, on two vehicles, and one of them is always sitting in my driveway. Yeah, that doesn't. Because yeah. I can only drive one vehicle. Yeah. yeah. It's just stupid. Maybe put a cap. Put, Who knows? put a cap. Your, your car is only worth $30,000. You're insured, right? So you insure me, and I'm insured for any vehicle up, up to, to- $30,000. If I buy a vehicle over $30,000, I have to put up your thing. I have to add insurance onto Well, that. We're
0: changing the world. We're talking right. about cars and changing the world. I'm telling you. It's a smart
1: idea. I just, to me, I mean, and there's no way that it would ever work because it will cost them a bucket load buckets. of money. Well, you get buckets a break and now. Buckets of if money. If
0: you don't have something like, I get a break on my insurance because me and my wife have both been driving over 10 years. Yeah.
1: Like, do you do that? Do yours registered as? To- yeah, you have 45% or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Discount. Well, But my 45% discount is still more than what I paid in Ontario for the same insurance.
2: And 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 in Ontario, if you have a
1: crappy driving record, right? I mean, we have the same, you got the same point system and everything like that. If you've got a crappy driving record, your insurance just goes up. It goes up and up and up and up and up. Yeah, I've had
0: my prior record was so good yeah i've <laughs> been good for the last 10 years yeah i know
1: my records
2: kids will straighten you out yeah they me. do that's what i found
1: yeah they do they do they do i haven't had a ticket i can't even remember the last ticket
0: what's some i was spare what's some other body shop kind of orientated questions that we can ask call okay. doesn't have to be body
1: shop related he's, i know it doesn't have, have to be body guy. shop i
0: just we got a body yeah. shop guy here so i want to get i want to mm-hmm. p- get as much info
1: out of his head as i can well we've already got it in, you know, yeah. an hour and a half of uh, Body Shop talk on the other episode that's it's out true. there. People it's are true. interested. and I don't know, if Colin, if you got anything else body-related.
0: Yeah. What I do mean, there's,
1: there's car news out the wazoo. There's We talked the other day about all the recalls that are going on, right, with the Volkswagen. Uh, we were talking a lot about Volkswagens today, you know, with the Volkswagen uh, diesel. Crazy.
2: Yeah, that would be more of a mechanical base. Um, yeah, but, I mean, you know.
1: It's car guys, man, car guys, car guys. Yeah,
2: I, I don't know, man. I guess, to be honest with you, I don't know too, too much about the whole Volkswagen diesel recall.
1: Um, $11 billion it's costing Volkswagen. Well, wow. They don't even know that yet. Don't even, they, you can't oh, it's it going it, to be more.
0: Yeah. Like they, how do you know Anyways. I remember the day you were, you were talking to us about that you, you know, they're steering you guys away from welding panels. And you guys, oh yeah, you glue panels compared to weld panels. Now I thought that was a cool thing because I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, some of the um, the European cars are are definitely going in that direction where they want to. You know, they've got super strength glues and they want to glue the panels back on. You know, um, I believe mostly for uh, corrosion, corrosion um, problems and issues. Um, I question its strength. I, I don't.
0: Yeah, because glue to me doesn't sound <sighs> like it's as strong as a weld. Like it yeah. just in my head. I don't. I just.
2: It's a lot. Lighter. Well, they they glue and rivet, so I guess it's more than
1: just glue. That's um, what's caused all those uh, Ferrari uh, three hundred and forty Italias to go up in flames. Was the glue that they used?
0: Why it kind of got
1: they like, hot and yep really yep It was just located in the wrong spot and it got hot in that area and the glue actually ignited. Yeah, we Oof. had one
2: of those here on the highway. Yeah, what caused that one? Was that?
1: that well, was it, was no, it was yeah. a Lamborghini. That was a Lamborghini. Yeah,
2: spun spun around and I believe it. I don't know if it spun around and hit the barrier and then the something got bent and caused the car to catch on fire. I've,
1: I've seen the avata- uh, um What's it called again? It's the like Aventador. The I've seen a guy was sitting at a light and he was just revving his engine. Brum, bah, 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 sounds awesome. But every time he does that raw fuel is just getting dumped out all over the beautiful carbon fiber fairing, covering Mm. around the exhaust and everything. And then one more, little flame shot out, thing lit on fire, and the guy's driving away, and everybody's yelling, oh, your car's on fire, your car's on fire. Yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden they drive up around the corner, and there it is, the guy's outside of the car, it's completely engulfed in flames. So that was Ah. just stupidity. But yeah. could have been the same situation with you that thing. You look
2: pretty cool until your car's on until fire. Until your car's on
1: <laughs> fire. He's <laughs> the coolest guy. Yeah. Until yeah. your car catches you on fire. Yo, man, your car's on fire. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. No, man, it's on fire. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, man, your car's burning on fire. Do you smell the smoke <laughs> yeah. that is from your car? <laughs> yeah. We get a lot of kind of cool cars
2: driving through this quarter now, eh? Like they oh, are-
1: that rental company and stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was one of theirs, That uh, yeah. Lamborghini, yeah.
2: But they're, yeah, crazy, retarded drivers. I don't know. I got mixed feelings about that whole thing. It's cool to be able to rent a car and drive it on the highway, but, man, like, they got some terrible drivers driving those cars, yeah. and they don't even care, the people who yeah. run that company. No. Like, I was driving my, I have a truck and a 25-foot travel trailer, and I was coming back from holidays in the summertime, And, you know, going up the hill as fast as I could kind of go in the towing a trailer. Yep. Uh, Merging lane was ending. And I got cut off by a GTR. Some punk guy in his rental car. Yep. And uh, didn't care. And uh, they have a car that drives with them. I pulled up next to that car at the next light, you know, a little SUV with their, their logo on the side. And I told the guy, rolled the window down, told him, hey, your buddy just cut me off. He said, oh, and looked kind of stunned and like he didn't yeah. really care, yeah, but, like he really you know, cares. exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't bring a bunch more no, fatalities the to the was, highway that we already have.
1: I met one of the guys and he was pretty cool, you know. And they I mean, do
2: let them open him up,
1: though, eh? Like, I didn't, wow. I thought they was. I mean, only yeah. so much.
2: I mean, I, you know what, though? The people around here do not have good things to say. Like, no. I've, on, the, uh, on Facebook, when oh, that yeah. car burned, that's what it was. Uh, When that car burned, somebody posted that picture on Facebook, and the comments, like the negative comments about the people driving those cars and the company. Yeah, whatever. You know what, man? Maybe
1: it was. was, I that's jealousy. I think it's that's jealousy you know but what, what are they I've jealous about? Like anybody can rent accident,
0: it, right? Yeah, I don't think it's don't think it's that good. I don't anybody think it's look in
1: the any price? anybody. I mean, it's pretty expensive. You gotta leave I'm sure you gotta leave a pretty hefty deposit down on it. Or a it credit sense. card and with a certain amount yeah. of money. Yeah, something like that. I don't I don't have any any inkling to rent a car to drive it up the C Sky Highway. I've done down to Vegas many of times and rented them to drive them around a racetrack as fast as possible. That I understand. Yeah. But
2: you know what? I, as I drive the highway every day, um, as a person Where's who you drives
1: fancy,
2: well, I'm just saying as <laughs> I,
1: as a person car. who drives
2: that highway every day, you know, the, the cars are cool. It's cool to see them. Yeah, There's sweet awesome. cars, cars you see in magazines and see on YouTube and see on TV. They're right there driving the highway awesome. and it's awesome. Awesome cars. Yep. I still want to get cut off or hurt. No. You know, my, something happens my, my, all my children were in that truck Yeah, you know how am I going to stop a truck towing yeah. a twenty-five foot travel trailer yeah. to get out of the way? But you right? can't blame the yeah. car
0: for that. You gotta no,
2: no, totally. That's oh, what I driver. mean when yeah, I say, "Hey, the cars cool. It's great to have them on the highway yeah. to see them. They're awesome." This is the people driving those cars. Well, then and you to don't crack even down realize. A little bit more on that.
1: I don't think that they realize even driving these cars that they can accelerate, change lanes, and break about eight thousand times faster then you can in Oh, but well, that's it. Oh, and totally. you're a Dodge, so twelve thousand times <laughs> faster.
2: Oh, low blow. But I mean I, yeah. The, well at least my Dodge can tow a trailer. I don't know, I haven't seen it.
1: Tows my boat around? I got two trailers I tow around. What are you talking about? I've actually never seen your Dodge tow a trailer. I've, Dave, seen, you your, have. Have you I've not? seen your truck parked a lot know. And a trailer parked near it a lot It's because
2: it costs too much to drive the truck <laughs> I was wondering so if, if you use using your smart, smart car
1: <laughs> Yeah Well like, I, like we said the other day is, You know we all might, might love Fords, you might love Chev, you might love Dodge you Might love Toyota You know, We all hate each other <laughs> But there's one thing we all agree on Honda Ridline sucks <laughs>
0: You poor Honda Ridgeline. They're awful. You like the El Camino. How could you not like the Ridgeline?
1: Because the El Camino is an El Camino. I know, but it's all yeah, over the only, Have you seen the El Camino? The new? No. Do they got a new one? 2017 or 18? When, when I
2: think of the old El Caminos, they all are hideous. Yeah, except exactly. for the one 60, what, 64 guess, that looks kind uh, of yeah, like a yeah, Chevelle? Yeah, yeah. 396 that, big block. That one's cool. Yep. I will give that one a thumbs up. All the rest... Should it's burn. cool for a chevelle. Should burn it's like a Lamborghini.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the Ranchero was worse though. Yeah, like Ford's the Ranchero. Ranchero was awesome. Do you
1: like the Ranchero? Oh, so awesome! Have you ever watched the um, Roadkill Garage? Yep. Man, they built that Ranchero Netflix. to go to Alaska.
2: Yeah, they uh, don't. They didn't make it.
1: No, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they didn't make it. They never make anything. They've been.
2: They had awesome. some. Uh, what was it? Frost plug problems.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. But Then they brought but it, was it back. Still cool. Again. Yeah. yeah, that was a cool car, man. That was a really car. I yeah. you,
0: I could never like I would never. It's like driving a convertible bug, like the it's just <laughs> not, you can't do it. The Ranchero is just not. It's just not a good car.
2: Yeah, no. Uh, it n- something to be said about a truck that looks like a car.
1: Yeah, I mean you know? I, that's I mean, it's, just showing. Colin the picture of the new uh, the new El Camino. Oh yeah, about. yeah.
2: I like the charcoal gray with Uh, the black wheels. It looks pretty sweet. But it's still an El Camino. (laughs) It looks like a Camaro a bit.
1: Yeah, it's that definitely. Would. I mean, obviously they're going to build it on the Camaro platform. Yeah, yeah. right. That's what they do nowadays. They're not going to go. So tell you, me something. What do you put?
0: Like, who's yep. going to need that car? Like? What do you put in the back? Exactly. Like, what do you? <laughs> like, I'm buying this car to do it.
2: Use it for this. Like, what? What is that use? I'm going to go pick up some wood from Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, like, and get it to my house as fast as I possibly like, can. <laughs> exactly.
0: Because like, mountain bikes nowadays they got racks, so it's not oh, like you put a bike what in it. What? What?
1: What do three quarters <laughs> of the people that buy pickup Trucks nowadays use them for
2: towing twenty-five foot travel trailers. No, most. I
1: You're the twenty-five percentile. But the seventy-five yeah. well, percent are hey, driving. I will give you this uh, luxury. Well, vehicles. dirt bikes around
0: here. A lot of people buy trucks to have dirt bikes. No, mobiles. no, those are the old trucks. They're not buying them. I'll buying give you this. Trucks. This
2: guy's probably not going to get cut off by a GTR.
0: No, no,
1: <laughs> no, no, probably not. But you still, never know. Anything's possible. I
0: mean, and nowadays, like, who drives around in a th- like a two seater? Truck like it's like a, to me like nobody buys regular cab pickup trucks anymore. No, like I think they're maybe, pretty rare. Yeah, so uh. why would that all of a sudden
1: be a market for that? Okay, car? I get it. You don't like the Altamino. <laughs> yeah, can
0: you <laughs> show me the picture of, of the crew people. cab version? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, super crew, super, <laughs> super crew <laughs> El camino. El camino Yeah, that
0: would make sense to me. That would make maybe they sense. will. Maybe they but will. Then that's just a Honda Ridgeline. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a Honda Ridgeline. <laughs> totally, a Honda Dave, a Honda totally. A Honda Ridg
1: Wow, you anti anti El Camino people. Oh, well. And the El Camino is one of the staple muscle cars. It's it's legendary. You know,
2: for a Ford guy, you're really praising this El Camino. Yeah, you're not saying Ranchero.
1: I'm I'm a Chevy guy. I just won't buy a new Chevy. They suck. You, know? you like that Chevy you drove around for a while? I. Well? You know what? I I wasn't the motor. Too, no good. Too yeah, small. That little three twenty seven. You know, I love the idea of this 327, but it was underpowered, and this truck had 40,000 kilometers on it, and it was a noisy engine. It was about as noisy as mine is, yeah. with almost 300,000 kilometers. You know, my Ford, and, and I, I mean, I'm I'm a Chevy guy, but I I won't go buy a new Chevy. You know, Duramax still a new one time. Yeah, good truck. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you ninety grand. <laughs> you want to loan me? Yeah, yeah I exactly. Wish.
2: Yeah, you know? the pickups, the new pickups are so crazy expensive, man. I don't we I don't about understand that. The other that.
1: Day. It's 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 insane. Like it's the good old what's Good old country boys that wanted yeah, a I good old you, pickup can truck. you
2: not you can buy a house in Nova Scotia for cheaper than you can buy a new <laughs> yeah, pickup truck. Yeah, can you?
1: You, you can too. Yeah, too. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Well, I, dude, we, we were talking about what, I mean, call you, you can testify to this too. You've owned old Chevy, solid front axles.
1: Yeah, like yeah, I've had some good were times. Actually,
0: we're truck, like they, they, were, they were truck. Yeah. Nowadays, you can, I mean, I wouldn't even want to put a load of dirt in my brand new truck. No, Nowadays. you know what, one, right. of, the, Chevy, one of the favorite I trucks
2: I ever life. had was a 81 Chev that was beat yeah. to snot. Yeah. Because I didn't care about it. I could do whatever I wanted, throw exactly. whatever I wanted in the yeah. back. Yeah. If my kid, you know, smacked his bike into it. That's not the end of the world. No. I
0: don't care. You can't buy that truck anymore unless you go to that
2: old older truck. Yeah. You can't go that's and that's buy- what Dave
1: was saying, that they should just come back and make just a just an bare old bone. bare bone basic solid axle yeah. pickup truck for the country boy. Yeah. Diesel, you know?
0: little diesel motor in it.
1: Yeah. Just no bells and whistles, just. No little diesel motor. 14.6 liter, 3406 cat. Come on. It looks- okay, maybe not that big. I
2: think the people in this world are just getting too spoiled. You know, yeah. with, the, yeah. with everything that, you know, you
1: don't know you need till it's there. But seriously, $100,000 for a pickup truck.
0: Well, that's why you got to finance for it a Nissan years pickup
1: now. truck. Yeah. I mean, come on. Seriously. Enough. Yeah. Stop. It's ridiculous. When cars but they keep meet- raising the price as long as people are buying them. What and do you now do? people do are buying them for luxury.
2: With a $100,000 Platinum F-350, what do you do with that? You I tow haven't.
1: a- 25-foot wow. f- you know, travel yeah, trailer.
2: $100,000 fifth wheel yeah. that you can't take down a dirt road? Yeah. What's capping anymore?
1: Uh, I don't know. It uh, doesn't it's make any sense. It's a different world, though. I mean, yeah. you
0: can't you can't compare it. Like, yeah. You know, I'm, and obviously we're in the trade, so we're not going to be the ones going out and spending eighty thousand dollars on a pickup no. truck. Because we'll even, spend twenty thousand and fix it up ourselves, right? Think, yeah, because we work not, on those cars yeah. and go.
2: What the heck were these people thinking? Well, they just. I don't want one of payments these. Payments,
0: right? Like, yeah. All all they care about, they don't go in and buy how much the pickup truck. They're like, how much is my monthly
2: payment? Yeah, that's totally. all they well, care about. And man. and
1: it's it's so true. My my has got a dealership and uh, Ford dealership, and uh, and another friend of mine, I just sent him to him to go pick himself up his uh, his new F one fifty, getting rid of his F three fifty, and uh, he got the platinum. You know, in platinum white with the Bernello interior and all the gizmos and all the gadgets and everything, but he bought a 2016 instead of a 2017. The 2017 is like eighty-six thousand dollars or something stupid. The 2016 forty, just shy of sixty thousand.
2: It seems like in today's world that you, in two years' time, you lose the value on a truck of what 10 years ago you paid for a truck.
1: Well, you lose literally. I mean, this is obviously if he can buy it for sub $60,000 for an $86,000 truck. I mean, you're, you're losing $25,000 just driving. As soon as you drive it off the lot and you're losing more than that because my friend drove his truck for just under 60 grand off of the lot and he lost money. So yeah. how much do you lose on that? My God, you're right. Because that'd be over thirty thousand dollars, and I could have bought a hell of a truck for thirty thousand dollars. You know, fifteen yeah. years ago, totally. You know, I don't think cars at that point are any better than. Yeah, I mean, they're just to
0: cost a whole lot of now. Anything? Oh
1: yeah. yeah. You know, it's ridiculous.
0: I mean, you think of just a repair on that truck. Okay, you see it ten years from now, that engine goes on that truck. It's twenty grand to replace the engine. Who's yeah. gonna have twenty grand to like replace two that turbos.
2: engine? when you're paying a payment on it it's yeah. still at That's still a thousand bucks a month? Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's insane.
0: You know. The dealership will be trading it back in and they'll be refinancing another truck and blah blah blah, right?
1: Yeah. It's I don't know, people wasting their money away. I
2: wonder if there's a market for people taking old trucks, redoing I them think there is. rebuilding a you know While straight six or a V eight but zero kilometers. You're buying a new truck. <laughs> But an old truck.
1: For- I've been working on this. There is, except you've got to be able to finance that truck. Oh yeah, you'd have right? to because people don't have because even thirty thousand dollars. I, I got twenty thousand dollars. You watch Discovery Channel. I could go to 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 Counts Customs or Welder Up or Gas Monkey Garage or any of these places. You know what I mean? Or Chop Cut Rebuild. Mm. I could go to any of these places and say here there's $100,000, build me a truck. And they'll be going to build you a truck. It's going to be brand new. Everything's going to be new. And it's going to be the bomb diggity bomb. I guarantee you it'll know, last longer than anything. know, the Dalai Lama would look at it and say, that's the gunga, the gunga, gunga, dunga. He's... Caddyshack? Anybody? Nothing? Caddyshack? We're way younger than you, buddy. <laughs> wow. Seriously? <laughs> no, I know a caddyshack. But, uh, I mean, that would be the awesomest truck in the world. And these guys are building these trucks now, and they're using like one brand specific. They'll say, okay, well, we're going to go to Chevy. We're going to put a crown Vic front end. We're going to put this, we're going to put that. So you can go to a Chevy dealer and have them fix your truck. Right. But the problem is, is you got to have the cash money to be able to go and pay for that. See me,
2: I guess as a car guy who works on a lot of cars and and you too, if, if I was to be able to have a truck sitting in my driveway that I Uh, drove once in a while for doing stuff, Uh -uh. instead of a hundred thousand dollar brand new truck, I would rather have like a, you know, Eight out of 10 condition, you know, late, yeah, yeah. early 70s pickup truck and yep. just drive it. Yep.
0: With an up to date motor, like with a fuel injected motor.
2: Well, that yeah, would be great. But know, even, you know what? I, I'm okay with
1: a simple GMC Apache, even a quad cab. Depending on what I was doing, 500 horsepower.
2: inline six, diesel. man. Yeah. No, I. I Something I, simple to work on. I definitely, like, I, I do believe
0: there's a market there. And a I Cummins do, I think would that, be great oh, yeah. in it. I I think yeah. the, the issue is at a point where Barry said, if you can finance these vehicles, they'd be sold. That's the,
1: that's the key. is right? is you we've there, there needs, and even going to the bank, I mean, unless if you've got an unbelievable great line of credit or something like that, to go to them and say, like, hey, I want to finance my 1983 Chevy fleet line. You know what I mean? What? No. That's all they're going to say, yeah. right? But once we get this established value, that this vehicle is worth this much money. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then there'll be no problem. I, and then can I go guarantee and get financing me
0: and Colin and could build a truck that would last. Oh, that would be I better than I could build one anything. that could
1: last. I mean, it's not hard.
0: I wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. Me and Colin could build a truck that would last.
2: Please. We wouldn't start off like an F-150 platform or anything like no that.
1: <laughs> <but>. <laughs> you guys both know the way my truck has been driven for its entire life. <laughs> Gotta give credit to hey, that thing.
0: There's miracles in life. Baby.
1: No man, I love there's some of miracles. the old Dodge Dodge body styles. I honestly, I'd build Chevy platform. You know, Chevy old school crew cab, Chevy yeah. Suburban. I don't know. I don't even care the body. i mean, Chevy drivetrain, Chevy frame. You know, not nah, Cummings. Pick a body. Pick what you want. Drop it on the old you seven know. three Ford or Cummins would be the mill. Well, I mean, if you wanted to go diesel, yeah, you could go gas as well. But you, there's companies out there that you can go to, and for anywhere from ten thousand to the sky's the limit, depending on how much power you want. You just go in and you buy the entire drivetrain. I mean, even you know Summit Racing, you can yeah, go down to Summit right now, and you can you can buy a, a like a ZZ three you know Chevy 350 fuel injected with the with the tranny with everything wiring harness computer literally drop it into a car and that's all that you need and that's going to set you back like between 12 and 15,000 bucks you know what i mean 350 400 horsepower of that's going to last you 20 years mm-hmm. right I, my dream vehicle would be like like if i was going to build a vehicle it would be like a
0: 97 98 suburban Two-wheel drive yeah, with, the com- with the Cummins in it. That would just be like, be my, cool. I would be my daily driver. I would pick that over anything brand new, right? Like I just, well, That's that's me personally. Not, what uh, about uh, you, Carl?
1: I call? think it's time to build one, Dave. I know. I've told them that now for seven years.
0: I just need the time. That's the problem. Yep. My kids, when they get older. Well, once they...
1: this takes off,
2: you know, you can start a show. There we go. And you start building it on the show. That's oh, what I want to do. do. Let's right? do it. Yep.
0: Come on, people! Listen to us. Get us out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make us have some money to build. And we'll build your
1: dream car too. right after we build ours.
0: And then we'll finance it for I you too. I have
1: seventy-two dream cars to build. You'll be waiting a while.
0: <laughs> so, what's your dream car, Call? What's, what's, what's the one you're standing out in your head? <laughs> Old,
1: there? new, performance. I don't know,
2: man. As comfort. a car guy, there's a lot of things. If I ever like a two thousand GTI. A- no.
0: One point eight. No.
2: Uh, yeah, um, Audi. I not what are you thinking? All right, I, I'm a hot rod guy yeah. too, man. As much as I grew up on Volkswagens, well, I like Volkswagens, but let's pick you know, me let's and pick my dad DNA are driver. building a, a 53 Chev pickup. Who I will that point out that one day that Colin's is,
1: dad just walked into the shop.
2: Yeah, uh, one, one day I'd love here. to have that, you know, in my garage. And, and one of my all-time favorites, do you believe it or not, is um, old and it doesn't even have to be real. It could be a kick Cutlass car, but a, a, a Porsche Speedster convertible, yeah, 356. You know, yeah, 356. James even a kick car, a Volkswagen one would be cool too. Yeah. To uh, cur- just to car. have it in the garage. What are they
0: called again? Those older KRMI you Remember those old, their old Volkswagens that were convertible? What were they called Carmen Ghia. Carmen Ghia Karm- That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. They were cool looking. There's, I, right. I don't even think they were, were Volkswagens.
2: I like the Karmagias. Beatles too like but early like 50s early 60s yeah. slammed would be cool too. The whole yeah. roof rack, everything. That's yeah. the
0: problem when you're a car guy. There's not really like you can't say one car. You're like, you, there's oh, so I, could, many. I could. There
1: could oh, be a I dozen. Want a, I man. want a rat rod, and I tell you. Oh yeah, oh, even yeah. a '30s. Oh, even the, the trucks of the cars. In Vegas oh. and went to weld her up. Yeah, that's a cool. And one. you know, we've all seen the D Rod, you know, the D Rod Destroyer. Yep. You, you have no idea. It's got in in reality. It's a hundred times spectacular. Oh, I bet it, the detail on this thing, I'm just blown away. That's a cool like thing. little things that, you know, wow. Like so, it's it's he's got a big nitrous kit on it, right? Big diesel, big nitrous kit on it. And He's got a big intake right up mount, you know, right up on the front where the intake is. Yeah. And there's a needle that points right up into the middle of it, and that's the nitrous jet. So it just feeds raw nitrous as it's feeding in. Perfect, right? Like no fogger system or you know, just simple, but then he's got that remember that old hood ornament that had the little needle that was supposed to tell you about your economy or something stupid? It's a big round hood ornament stuck right out in the front on your hood, like the old okay, you know, yeah, the old yeah. big cars. Yeah. Well, he had a second one that was, this is two feet in front of the intake, where there's another nitrous needle mounted up in there, and nothing but air. An open space in between the actual intake and where this nitrous it nozzle makes it is. Makes as it goes in, eh? It, it's just amazing. Really? Who would have thought about that? That would even work. It's just fantastic. I'm telling you. Like that car? Absolute dream car. I'd well, want I, it different because, you know, it's, that's his. and you know. But if you ever get a chance, go look at that thing. And you had a chance. And I you blew do. it. <laughs> Unbelievable. So yeah, Man, I definitely have a rat rod, a hot rod, yeah, a sports car and a couple bikes.
2: Yeah, bikes are a whole other thing too. Yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm yeah. I'd have to have like a dozen cars car. and half a dozen bikes.
1: Like I wouldn't be no Porsche guy. No, because the glass is half full or
2: it's half oh, empty. That was one conversation. <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> um, you know what, I've I've driven a Porsche nine eleven turbo and yeah. I was You've driven it on right. a racetrack. It was all right.
1: Yeah, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, driven them all on racetracks, and, and they're amazing. I think I want a, a c- car that I could have as a track car. I'd want to go track days. I'm going to let's just drive this thing out.
2: I think as a car guy who, somebody who works on cars, and then they drive something like that, and you see the sticker price that's on it, you're like, this is cool, but. I could build something just as cool for a fraction of the price doing it myself. So it's not as cool. It like kicks it down a notch. You I know mean, what I mean?
0: Yeah. Has anybody seen that Facebook post with that guy doing the doom buggy on the highway? No. You haven't seen that on Facebook. He's like going up on the side banks. Takes a like that to me would be cooler than a fast car.
1: Oh yeah. Like a doom buggy, bu- a yeah. doom
0: buggy, licensed doom buggy. Like yeah. I think it was a Volkswagen. That'd be maybe.
1: Cool. You haven't speak seen that of, monster? Doom that no, buggy? No, Have any. you oh, seen the so cool. the BMW motorcycle little thing that's oh, going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. I've, I don't understand. I've seen this. the picture of it. I don't know exactly know the whole story. Well, they, it. they're saying that this bike is so advanced that it holds itself upright and you can ride it and you don't need a helmet. Why wouldn't you need a helmet?
2: Exactly. Because it never falls. Uh, so so basically, they're saying <laughs> that the only
1: reason that bikers have accidents and wear helmets is because when they stop, they fall over. There's a few of us out I there think that this that is happens. is going to cause, cause a it has major happened to me. drinking
2: and driving problem.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. not a helmet problem, though. Like, no. if it,
1: that, that, like Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like how are they even advertising this? And it's getting views like millions and millions. Oh my god, that's actually pretty smart advertising. Because at least they've got people talking about this bike. Yeah, right. And you just have to wear a visor, and it tells you road conditions. What?
2: Shut up! It's funny because you know when my daughter or son were young, they rode a bike with training wheels.
1: Yeah,
2: it didn't fall over. But yet they still wear a helmet.
1: Yeah, yeah, but well, that you were stupid for making.
2: Apparently, it I was just was not thinking. No, uh, you, you no. guys evolved on street bikes, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: So when I first bought my street bike, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna buy a helmet and some gloves, and I'll be okay, right? Put the helmet on glove, go for a ride. No, no, I'm gonna buy full leathers. <laughs> After you, ah, do, yeah. you do like 120 on a bike down the highway, yeah, you know, yeah, it's you know, yep. it puts things in reality. Yep. It's not gonna feel good if you wipe out.
1: It's part of the package. Uh, if you die
2: real fast, it might not. Yeah, No. You know, it, it might be okay, I guess.
0: I just don't it's like just going
2: through that pain for a while. Then that's going to hurt.
1: Yeah. Speed never kills, man. <laughs> I just, it's that I'm suddenly such a not if stationary <laughs> that tends to do it.
2: I failed my,
0: i admit it, I failed my driver's test when I did it on my bike test. I failed it. Wow. I was so mad at the guy that ICP guy threw my helmet at the ICP guy. So like I double screwed myself. So then you failed three more exactly. times after oh, yeah, that. And I wrecked my brand new helmet. I was, so <laughs> mad. you know, because once they hit the tarmac, those things are said to not be any good, right? Yep. But it's like I took the day off, and the guy, oh, oh. I wasn't very. I had anger management issues. Not,
2: not enough shoulder checks, Dave. That's what it was. <laughs>
0: that's
2: so, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. I was told when I was taking I'm like, I'm driving up to the that fucking shoulder check more than normal is shoulder check like crazy
0: you have to
1: yeah have
2: over to shoulder checking is way better than under shoulder checking
1: yeah <laughs> when, when i when i did uh, one they had uh, a guy in a car with a radio
2: yep same thing right
1: and the radio was so crappy right like it worked for you know 500 feet yeah. turn right and i'm keep going i keep having mm-hmm. to slow down and slow down and wait for this guy and i'm riding an fj12 right so it's a pretty fast bike and uh and we go to get onto the highway, and the guy says to me, he says, I want you to get right up to highway speed and get on the highway. And I okay, so signal on and turn on. bam bam You know, and I'm up to highway speed within like a second. Yeah. You know. You've lost <laughs> <And> I, him. <laughs> I've lost him. I've got no radio contact. I can't hear him anymore. <laughs> I get off at the next exit. I'm assuming we should get off at the next exit. Like, oh, crap, what do I do now? So I got off the bike, and I was standing there, and i taken my helmet off. It was hot. You know, like five minutes later, he pulls in, and he went to the next exit. And, oh why did you go to the next exit? Like, why would you tell me? It didn't make any sense. I passed.
0: My poor, my poor dad, eh, he, when he was taking his licenses, he gets nervous, Hey, eh? My dad, he's going to get pissed at me for talking about him, But he gets nervous, and so the first thing they have you do is walk beside your bike. My dad didn't make it to there. He dropped the bike. (laughs) (laughs) It was like two seconds into the test. Uh, It's over. Fail. Poor guy.
1: He just got so nervous, Uh, right? Oh, that's funny.
0: Well, you you take the test on a full-dress Harley, though, man. It's it's not an easy... Hey, man,
1: any test is hard. Yeah, no, I get it.
0: But, I mean, obviously, the cone test is easier on, like, an enduro than it is on a full-dress Harley. No, it's easiest on a full-dress Harley. I don't don't have to argue with that. that. I I ended up doing mine
2: on, uh, like, a Suzuki six. 600 or 400 yeah. cc. It was perfect. Yeah. That
1: yeah. would be that would be yeah. okay. Uh sport bikes and stuff like that with the with the Oh, short I did brakes, on the sport bikes. They're very it very sucked. very hard.
0: I failed that part too. I like yeah. I did all the cones and then he said to me he's like when you see my hand go down you stop as fast as you can. Oh,
2: yeah. So I did And don't that. skid. No,
0: I did and that. Don't do an endo. And I, I did, yeah. Oh, I, did. Okay. I got too much front brakes so my wheel came off 10 minutes. Yeah. So then the guy goes and tells Ten me 10
1: minutes. No, wow. No, no, sorry,
0: like
2: two seconds. <laughs>
1: That's I was, quite I, an I was, endo. Like, he should have gave me a. I'm you know. calling Guinness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's like, it was like maybe it's, it came up for a bit. Anyways, I stopped. And so he goes, Hey, buddy, can you go do that again for me, but don't let the back tire come up? Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, no problem. Do it. And he's like, Okay, you've passed everything, but because you're back tired on, you failed. I'm like, Yeah, but you saw that I could do it again. And he's like, Yeah, but you failed. I'm like,
2: Why'd you make me do it again? Exactly. And then
0: why would you make me do it again? Because I wanted you to know that you knew you could do it. And that's when I threw my fucking helmet out. I'm
2: sorry for swearing. Wow. But I was,
0: you know, like, it was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. And
2: then when you threw your helmet on, you said, I just want to make sure that I could do it.
0: Yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but then I go inside to reschedule and the lady's like, well, just think of it like this. You got like a couple more weeks to live. I was like, "Wow, lady." Oh, like, yeah, I was angry. Yeah. I was angry that day. I would have been angry. Well, you take a day off of, you know, off of work and Yeah. It was all the way out in Langley. Yeah, it was
1: yeah. Yeah, that would have been a little bit of a problem. But anyways. Uh, what about uh, what about your dad's uh, dream car? What do you got, Brian? Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it all picked out. All right. Step up to the mic. Let's hear Brian. Just speak Come into on to the mic. What's your dream car, Brian? Let's hear. I, 19, this is uh, no
0: 1935,
1: no. Uh, 1935
2: Ford pickup. Get your mouth.
0: 1935. 1935
2: Ford
1: pickup. Ford. Ford. Okay, sit back nice. down. I'm sorry. It's a beautiful. <laughs>
0: vehicle. I'm with you, Bear. It's a, in a right. beautiful vehicle.
2: <laughs> Hot rodded, of course. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. no. Original, right? Stock, yeah. stock original. Stock? Nice, we nice stock. You had to like,
0: crank the engine over from the. the... No, not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But
2: white wall tires. You know. yeah, white yeah. wall
0: tires. Oh, I did nice. Richard's van the other day. Hey. Richard, my buddy's got an E three fifty, a two thousand and four E three fifty. He's how old is Richard, about fifty two ish. Yeah, just over fifty. Yeah. yeah,
1: explain to the listeners a little bit more about him all over the world.
0: <laughs> Anyways, I he we I haven't seen in a while, like because back in you know I was probably twenty. White walls out was cool. Yep. Like if you had the white ladderings on the out, and Richard's like, "I'm putting the white walls out," I'm like,
2: "No." Hey, I <laughs> still think it's cool,
1: man. It I'm, is, and his band does suit the it.
2: The white walls yeah. out—it
1: actually looks if, pretty good if they're good. wide. They so, were BFGs. If you so got they that do. little little half inch strip. That's I mean, the white wall geez. lettering bear,
0: not like the actual white wall, oh, white, like white raised, lettering, yeah. raised white, white lettering. lettering.
1: That was cool. in like, the I the 80s, you, right? to tell you what the specific term is. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're putting
2: a we're cutting in a moon window, moon window in the back of his van. Nice. Are you? No. <laughs>
1: nice. But it was a bubble it. moon. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay. It's a, I
0: mean, I'm not a big van guy, but it's not a bad looking van, and it actually looked no, pretty good. And it's diesel. diesel, which vans makes are it awesome, cooler.
2: man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I had my first child no, was his conceived been... in the back of a van, very similar. <laughs> to that. I know.
0: Did she know it was being mom huh? <laughs> <Nothing. laughs>
1: <laughs> This is PG. Yeah. I've already sworn twice. twice. Who's counting? We can beep those out. <laughs> Things three times actually. Can but... we beep them out? Yeah, we'll have to go back and beep them out. <sighs> I can let you figure out how to do it. It'll <laughs> be done like two yeah, years from now. No doubt. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot more things we can talk about, uh, but. Uh, I think we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, we can wrap this guy up. Anything, yeah, uh, you're sick of you guys wrong? anyways. Yeah. No, man, it's always like having you on. We'll have you on more. We'll yeah, get uh, sure. Brian. We want Brian's input on the uh, the wonderful world of operating in the cars and stuff like that. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. had a
0: Talk about some of the cars he's owned in the past.
1: Oh, that, that list would go on and on and on, I'm sure.
0: He actually owned a Land
1: Rover Discovery. Dang. Nice. My wife's Land Rover. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as bad as a Ridgeline. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> the poor Honda.
1: We're just trashing that truck. Hey, I don't mind Hondas. just not the Ridgeline. Well, if this
2: you know, podcast ever gets big... Honda's gonna have some problems. What do you mean when it ever? It's yeah, going to. It's going going no to it, yeah, I said when it when it oh, yeah. when it does. Yeah,
1: I insulted Hillary Clinton. Don't forget Hillary me. And hey, when the, when the, the TV show podcast. starts, don't forget me. We won't. Yeah, no, not at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. we'll like we'll buy you coffee and stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll definitely buy you coffee. Sorry, yeah. no muffin though. No. Do, you, do you like
0: Tim Hortons? Because yeah. this is what we drink on the show is Tim Hortons. Yeah. Oh,
1: for sponsoring. Nice. Not yet. They're not sponsoring yet. But they should be. They should be. I will have absolutely. to give them a call
2: after this one goes on the, yeah, the online. No doubt. Tim Horton, so delicious.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll give everybody a call when this goes online. Well, but uh, yeah, it's <laughs> been uh, been a good time. Been a good chat. Yeah, well, thanks for, for sure. coming. More uh, body yeah. stuff. Anytime, guys. Yeah. Always. Always a pleasure having you. This is where Barry
0: starts to sing.
1: No, I'm not going to start to sing. Come on, sing.
0: No, please.
1: Well, well. Thank you for listening Thanks a lot guys, thanks Colin Thanks for your uh, uh, little bit of input there Brian 1935 Ford, pick up Born for radio Born born. He does have a good singing voice though Oh, he can sing, that's what we're going to get one day We're going to get Brian to come in And just when we do the podcast in the background We'll just have him singing and playing the whole time Perfect. It'll be awesome, yeah (laughs) It'd be awesome,
0: awesome, guys! All right, thank you for listening. Talk to you guys soon.
1: Peace.